I'm Andrea, and I believe that women have the answers, that when we come together, we can create great things. So I've created this space for women to share their stories that unite and connect us. You're listening to Our Story Speaks. Welcome, tribe. Thank you for joining me today. Fall is coming to my corner of the world, and it's lovely. This transition period can be really special. I feel especially reflective this year. I do have to say, though, as fall approaches, I'm having a seriously hard time letting go of my summer wardrobe. Because it's a commitment. I will soon be wearing the same flannel pants and two sweatshirts for the next six months. And I'm not quite ready to make that kind of a commitment. Today, you'll hear me speak with Aslan. She'll share with us the catalyst for change that happened after she had children. After our conversation, I was thinking about the responsibility we have to take care of ourselves, for those that love us, for those we impact, and for the collective. I'm beginning to understand that what I do impacts all beings. We are truly not alone, and I'm learning this more and more every day. Aslan shares a ton of value with us today, and I'm sure her story will speak to you. Let's get started. Hi, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me this very early morning. <laughs> it is early for you. I've been looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, so Aslan is joining us this morning. Um, so let's just get right into it. Aslan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, your superhero origin story? Um, I don't know about that. Um, I just feel like I'm a mom, so that gives me um, lots of superhero powers. Um, <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about today was um, my realization um, about my weight uh, after I was done having children and how I uh, wanted to change that for myself and for um, the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the journey. Was there a moment for you? Was there a series of moments that led up to that? Um, well, you know, you don't, I had, my son is 11 and my daughter is now eight. And uh, I hadn't realized in between having kids that I never really lost the baby weight from the first one. Mm -hmm. And after having my daughter, I weighed 266 pounds, and at, that was at delivery. And I was tired after she was six months old. I was tired of um, being out of breath when I walked up the stairs, when I getting to the top and having to stop and be like, okay. Um, I hadn't changed my eating habits really. I mean, I was eating healthy enough for myself and baby, but um, not uh, a, an an excellent lifestyle by any means and um, enough was enough and I was just ready for a change. Yeah. I don't know about you, but with my first child, I took my pregnancy as like, it's an opportunity to just eat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's maybe why I didn't realize in between having them that I never really lost that because I was just like, well, you know, now he's here. I still have to sleep when he sleeps and I still have to eat when he eats and I still have to, you know, um, which honestly, Andrea, is just the circle of life. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. You're a new mom and you're tired and things go by the wayside. But, um, you know, again, enough was enough one day and uh, I made the change. So, wow. So it sounds like you just had a really like a mind shift. 
Absolutely. Um, it was, you know, I think my, I don't remember how old she was, maybe a year or so. And um, I had carried her up to, up to bed. She fell asleep in my arms. And when I got to the top of the stairs, I had to hold on to the banister. And just because I was winded, I wasn't dizzy or anything, but just because I was winded and I was like, wow, you know, the only person that can change that is me. Maybe have one less soda or less orange juice and have a <laughs> glass of water, for God's sake, you know. Um, and so it was just those, it was that moment really when I was like, you know, and, and they, like your boys, you know, they will need you and uh, they need you to be around and they need you to be present and they need you to be capable. Right. And if if you're not, by any means that you're able to help yourself. I mean, if you have some sort of, you know, debilitating, that's different. But if you're able to help yourself and you're not, then, uh, you know, that's a change that you need to make. Yeah, I've often actually thought of that in terms of, like, I will have some explaining to do, right? Because if I'm capable of making changes that will improve their lives, then I should, then it's my responsibility to do that. Right. And Otherwise... When- yeah, right. They're going to ask me someday, why did you not change? Or Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they will then want to make that change for their children. Um, but it's different if they're making a change rather than um, live, uh, you're, you're living your legacy, you know, what you teach them and um, how they perceive it and then sharing it with their family and so right. on. So the changes, though, that you're talking about, um, it's challenging after you've had children, especially when you're a new Absolutely. mom. It's, yeah. You know, you're just kind of, for me, I was in survival mode, even with my second, because it you're literally trying to keep this tiny little human alive for that first year. And so, yes. And they don't to, tell you. They don't tell you when you leave you know it's all fun and games at the hospital and they're taking good care of you and everyone's like oh the baby it's so beautiful and and then they wheel you down to the car and they're like good luck you got 18 (laughs) years and you're you just have this little thing and you do you make it work um you uh it's it's just challenging and um but still when when I had that moment I was like you know they they deserve me. My husband works outside of the home 70 hours a week. Uh, I'm fortunate to stay home, unlike most um, moms who have to work outside of the house, which is a whole other conversation we could have. Um, but I was fortunate enough to stay home, and I still struggled. I still was here. You have those moments of, you know, you feel trapped in your own four walls. There's it's just me and these tiny people all the time. At that point, they, you know, she hadn't been to school and um, and needed some sort of some sort of change. Um, and so again, with my husband working all the hours outside of the house, those hours change. Um, so for me, the work schedule and my personal eating habits were um, reflective in that schedule. When he's on the day shift and it's easier for me to sleep in a little longer with him in the morning, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to snack on whatever the kids have for breakfast um, throughout the day. You know, I can just sip on this or that. Um and it just wasn't working. I was getting heavier and heavier. 
Well, then you have the times he works overnight hours and he's gone, um, you know, for he's done two years at a time where he works from 11 at night. So, uh, you know, noon the next day. And in those hours, I'm up worried about him. I'm up mm-hmm. making sure he gets to work. And in those times, I'm stressed out and I'm not eating as much and things are more chaotic and um, I'm not taking the necessary time uh, for myself. Right. Um, so when, and that's go ahead. So when you made this shift, when you decided enough is enough, what did that look like? What was your first step, or how would you, you know, how did you begin? Um, I really just started cutting out all the extra sugar that I was um, that I was eating. And I've heard you talk on your podcast before about sugar and its addiction. And mm-hmm. um, again, a whole other topic, but that's eye opening to me. And um, I just cut. I started cutting out a lot of it. Um, I still allowed myself to have my soda. I'm not going to lie. Um, I still allowed myself once a month. If I don't have some Oreos, someone will die. Um, <laughs> and I started allowing myself those things, but increasing the amount of water. If I was going to have a soda, that's fine. But that meant I had to have like three glasses of water before that or throughout the day. If I was going to have spaghetti and meatballs for dinner, if I was going to have something heavier for dinner than that meant during the day, I wasn't eating as much, you know, because I was going to, um, you know, save up and um, portion control. Right. So it and, sounds like you were eating more mindfully or consuming more mindfully. Absolutely. Um, and that's when we um, started doing the keto style diet. And I mm-hmm. say style because I'm not a rule follower in pretty much all walks of my life. Um, but I don't, um, and, and I couldn't stick to, you know, the just this or um uh, they have like, you know, even the veggie burgers or the, like, I heard you talk about bone broth or like, I'm not all in, like, I'm not like <laughs> a million percent, like, you know, you're I, chosen. I know, I know it's benefits. I know um, it is, you know, I know it works wonders, um, but I just started slowly. I started cutting out um, mm-hmm. most of the carbs, anything white, bread, rice, sugar, um, and I used them sparingly. And when I really needed something, I would have something. Um, but it wasn't a donut in the morning with a tall hot chocolate and, <laughs> some, you know, like I wanted to do. Right. Um, and it sounds like um, I think the, that cutting out things that are the color white is just a great rule of thumb. And it's a really simple place to start because a lot of times you feel overwhelmed. And so if you just Cut out as much sugar as you can, the obvious sugars. But if it's right. white, don't even eat it. Exactly. And you know, I've I've heard I've heard them say before, shop the outside of the grocery store. Um, yeah. you know, shop the healthy stuff and what have you. And I do that for the most part. And and quite honestly, um yesterday I was at like one of those big name stores and um I was in like the middle of the store and I was like, What am I doing in here? Like I don't need toilet paper, I don't need paper towels, like why am I not you know, I don't need all these things in the box, even for the kids. Um but yeah, so so we did we cut out um like most like I said, everything white. Um and that was a big thing and especially now, I'm not gonna lie, I will have a soda occasionally now, but when I look at it, I'm like, that's fifty eight grams of sugar yeah. in one, you know, Pepsi or Dr. Pepper or whatever it's gonna be. And um it was a mindset. It's a no if I you know, that's at one point when I was like really hard on it, um 
that was my sugar for a week and a half, Andrea. And I was yeah. like, I can't think of having one Pepsi for that much amount of sugar because that's all I'm eating in, in 10 days right. um, amount of sugar. Um, I did add um, a couple um, things. Someone challenged me to um, this uh, plexus which is microbiomes. I've heard you discuss before. It's all about gut health. Um, yeah, there's probiotic mm-hmm. in there. And um, it was a seven-day challenge, and someone challenged me to do it, and I took them up on it, and I lost 11 pounds in seven in days. In one week? In seven days, yeah. Wow. And and when I tell you that I lost 11 pounds, it was not in my belly, girl. It was the inflammation that all things, toxic that were still in my body were washing away so when I look at pictures between even even the people that I follow who've done it you know years and years and the people who are super high up and you know um, it's the amount of puffiness I call it puffiness it's the amount of inflammation that you see from one picture to the other and that's how I know it's working on the inside and I was like okay I'm you know what I'm fucked it's just been seven days let's see what you know I'll get a Thing. Let's see what a month can do. Um, and uh, it's been two and a half years, and mm-hmm. I'm down um, almost 40 pounds. Now wow. that's not just that's not just the slim. Um, the slim I equate to um, like wallpaper in an old house. When you've been treating your body the way that I and we have for so long, you have layers and layers that need to be cleaned out basically <clears throat> and um over the course of time um the like i said the puffiness and the inflammation i feel in my joints and the discomfort i have after eating something that i quote am not supposed to if i have plaster if i have something that i'm um not really uh, allowed uh the effects don't seem to be as bad um, mm-hmm. Again, that's been two and a half years. I'm with that. Um, and the keto style um, and a couple other things um, we can get into as well. Uh, it's just worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's a circle of things that I do. Um, I've added Juice Plus. Do you know anything about Juice Plus? I, I knew about it from my younger years, yes. Um, well, I actually um, – I enjoy it. I take the um, just the pill form, and they have also. I think they have like four different colors now. I just take the original, um, mm-hmm. and what it is is just quite literally broken down vegetables. Um, yeah. The reds are the um, beets and fruits, um, cherries and um, things things like that that are the good. Those are the sweeter ones, and then the others are the greens, the spinach and kale. Uh, things I don't eat on my daily life um that give me all of the positive things i need the minerals and things like that um Mm -hmm. and so for me it's just been um over the course of these two and a half three years um i've really been um on a push um before that time there was a couple years when i um again it took me a while to make the decision to go wholehearted it was hard Mm -hmm. to give up those things i didn't want to give up the sugar um, and, well, and even your language around it, give up, because at the time, I'm sure, like myself, 
a lot of times we connect positive associations with food. It can become comforting, those, life, those habits that we create, especially when we're in this survival mode with our young children. Right. So giving up feels like you're losing something. Right. But and as I'm sure you can attest to, it's not a loss. <laughs> it's not. And as, as I have filled in with other things that are healthier for me and not just necessarily things I'm putting in my body, but things I'm doing for my body, relieving my stress as much as I can outside of the home, um, regarding work specifically, um, and, um, taking the time for self care, um, for exercise, taking 30 minutes a day, even if it is just 30 minutes, we talked about, I like to run, I don't run fast. I don't run long, but it's what it's, time for me and when I take that time for myself I feel better about myself I'm a better mother I'm a better wife I'm a better friend I'm more present um and I'm just there I'm more aware yeah and um yeah that's absolutely so do you so you've you've changed your nutrition you've created kind of a keto style uh food habits that you follow pretty closely, but you still allow yourself treats. And it sounds like you do it in a mindful way. Yeah, and I do. You talked about exercise. You like to run. Are you doing any other kinds of exercise? I am. So again, with the challenge, um, after I'd been, um, you know, on my journey for um, about a year and a half, um, a friend challenged me to the 80 uh, day obsession, which, um, Again, I'm kind of throwing, like, names out there of all these things you have to pay for to get. Um, but for me, it's what worked. Um, the friend who um, got the 80-day obsession actually shared it with me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we work out together. Um, we would do it every day. So it is. It's just that. It's 80 days. Um, and it's uh, you start small and you end big. And you start with exercises that, for me um, – I didn't even know I could do um, right. simple things like a push-up, simple things like a burpee, simple things like uh, a sit-up. Um, I'm not fast, and it took me a long time to do said push-up or like to do a, <laughs> a, a burpee as an example. Yeah, um, I have lots of friends who have been on journeys or who are just healthy, who have always lived a healthy lifestyle and always um, been active in that way, Um, you know, can go out and run miles and miles and miles or have, you know, all this stamina. That's not me yet. Um, For me, my biggest challenge is being better than I was yesterday. So when I, when I started doing that program, it's, um, you know, it's the thing you repeat, you do the same few exercises and then you repeat them. And then as the weeks go on, they change up a little bit, you add more weights. And then towards, you know, the end, you're really starting to challenge yourself and there's more movement involved and things like that. Um, And from the very first day, which I knew I would be able to complete it, just because, you know, obviously I believe in myself, but I knew it was going to be challenging. And when I completed that first day, I said to myself, I can do this. You know, this is not out of my realm. I haven't ever done anything like this before where I've watched someone, okay, say, you know, this is what we're going to do. I enjoy being active in general, but uh, so over those 80 days, um, watching myself transform in the mirror 
because during that time is when I was really, I mean, every single day with the slim, the juice plus I was taking um, in the morning, we didn't talk about the fasting, but um, I did fast from, I didn't eat anything after like seven or eight o'clock in the evening time. And then I wouldn't eat again like you do until lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, you know, and in that time I would drink the plexus and I would take my um, juice plus and that was satisfying enough for me. That got me through the morning. That Mm -hmm. was uh, actual fruits and vegetables. Um, And then uh, that's when I would work out again. My husband was working overnight during that time. I was up early um, before the kids were even up um, for school most days and got it done. And um, in that time I realized how strong I am and how empowering it is to start out with quite literally a soup can in my hand because I couldn't do a two, I didn't want to do a two pound weight. What if I hurt my back? (laughs) What if I, you know what I mean? But it's about, it's, it's about starting small. Um, That's what I did. Again, I, I, uh, I'm, I've just been in, um, in competition with myself. Right. Well, one of the things I love about exercise in particular is, um, you know, you can start at a very basic starting point. And then within a short period of time, like within 30 days, you can see pretty dramatic improvements if you, if like anything, you're consistent and you treat it with intention. Right. And I, that's, consistency is key. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see those results. I, um, I remember when I first started running, I would get on a treadmill and I would try to run half a mile. And for real, that's the most I could do, barely. And I would walk the rest. And over a period of time, I could increase that distance. But it was a process. It took time. And it's about, like I've mentioned before, honoring those commitments that we make to ourselves. And so while you were seeing the outward benefits of what you had committed to, you were also really feeling inside the commitments that, that you were honoring and how it was empowering you. Absolutely. And that's what drive that would is what drives me then the next day. When I started running, I can't run on a treadmill. Kudos to you, Andrea. I cannot run on a treadmill. <laughs> Even we had a gym membership and I was overlooking the Rock River, a beautiful scenic people running along the path. Nope. Can't do it. Some people read, some people like type or read emails. Can't do it. I get so bored. Now, and maybe that's like outside is the destination, I suppose. You're running towards something. Um, But we live in a subdivision um, and kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, we're out in the middle of the country. And I started running um, driveway to driveway. Mm -hmm. And then it became stop sign to stop sign. And then it became I can really run from some stop sign to stop sign. And then, um, then I downloaded Couch to 5K. Because mm-hmm. I said, okay, if I if I can actually run, like, what if someone tells me, okay, this is what we're running today. This is how we train. Um, that was really beneficial for me, uh, a combination of walking and running. Uh, mm-hmm. And as you said, as the time goes on, my endurance got better. My stamina was more. And um, that was empowering to me because then I also feel some sort of um, – way about how I look too. Hey, look at me. I'm running. You know, if someone, if someone happens to run by this is me, I'm a runner now, just in case you were wondering, I'm a runner now. <laughs> and, um, you know, those types of things uh, are empowering as well. When you, when you think about what you can challenge yourself to do next. Um, and that's really where I got with it was, um, 
being in, in, in competition with myself and just challenging myself to be better. Um, during the 80-day obsession, challenging myself to do, um, in the beginning, it was to keep up with her time because I was slower in my burpees and slower in my push-ups to where I was, you know, a beat or two off from her or, you know, a move or two. Um, and those types of things improve, uh, improved as well. Um, and when when I was feeling better about myself, then you just give better. I'm a you're a better friend. You're a better person mm-hmm. uh, once you get those uh, hormones and those endorphins running through your body. Mm-hmm. It's a cumul a cumulative effect. It builds on each other. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, food and exercise. Is there anything else you've done on your wellness journey? I don't believe so. Um, we talked a little bit about um, forgiveness. You and I have talked about forgiveness in the past, and and uh, I forgive myself for days that I don't give it a hundred percent, and for days I just don't feel like doing it. Are for um, most recently, I've been working outside of the house. Uh, 40 hours a week, um, which is a change. I've been home with my son for since I got pregnant with him. So for 12 years, I've been home. And um, that's been an added challenge, um, being outside of the house. And um, I've it's hard to stay focused on yourself when you're giving uh, in so many other ways, you know, you give at work for the people who need you there, but then you come home and you still have things here and people still have practice to get to and husbands still need clean underwear for work in the morning and, uh, you know, lunches need to be packed and things like that. Um, but even just taking 10 or 15 minutes to stretch in the morning, to do some yoga, to clear my mind for the days ahead, um, I enjoyed your podcast on meditation. I think I may um, start adding that to or at least researching more about um, that because I've got 15 minutes to give for mental clarity. Um, yeah, <laughs> the payoff is big. Yeah. How long have you been um, doing that? Side note, but I wanted to ask about that. So um, I started being consistent with it earlier this year. So probably um, January, February was when I got inspired to really make a commitment around it. And after that point, I've been pretty consistent. I mean, I could say there's probably been maybe a dozen days I've missed. And often that's because my son decided to get up at like 5 a.m. Right. (laughs) And I was just like, no. Not happening. I just couldn't make it happen. (laughs) But yeah. when I don't do it, it's obvious, and other people will notice and be like, hey, did you get your meditation this morning? And that actually always irritates me. I'm like, shut up. Oh. <laughs> like, why'd you have to know? Because <laughs> it's so. Um, can you tell? <laughs> yes, you um, can kind of tell. But you did say, again, consistency, though, just with anything. Right. Like that, the, the seven-day challenge that I started on with the Plexus, um, that was just for seven days. And I was like, you know what? I can, you can do anything for seven days. You yeah. can you can try anything for a week. And um, I did that, and I was like, well, this is something that's really working. Um, all right, let's try. Uh, you know, let's try running. All right, well, I can run a little bit. Let's see what else I can do to help me. And um, then with the eighty day challenge, all right, let's see if I can lift a little more weight. Let's see if I can. Um, do this and um, again I go back to the circle of life Um, that's kind of my life's motto is the circle of life 
and um, everything just comes back around. When you do good for yourself, you'll be good for other people. Absolutely. So uh, one of the questions I want to ask you is, what ways do you think that women can support each other in these wellness journeys? Um, I say support and positivity, uh, smiling at someone, uh, a gentle touch on the shoulder, uh, a look across the room. Uh, women, I think, are connected anyway, just being a woman. Um, and you can, you can look at someone and have that conversation without any words. Uh, to support them, to let them know you care, to show them that you care, and to uh, empower them to be themselves and to be brave and to be all the things that they need to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. I uh, I actually realized uh, probably about a year ago that I would often have these really nice thoughts about other women in my head. And obviously we also have other kind of judgmental thoughts, but I noticed that sometimes I would see a woman or be engaged with a woman and I would think, oh, she's wonderful or whatever. And I just would keep it in my head. Yes. (laughs) I was was like, this is such a silly place for it. And so I made a commitment that when I sincerely had some positive emotion or thought come up that I was going to tell the woman, even if it felt weird or awkward or inappropriate. (laughs) Or right. And most of the time that person is a stranger and, you know, you see them, especially if it's in a sitting where you're, you know, you're in the same room for an extended period of time and you see her and you really like her shirt or her haircut. She's really rocking Mm -hmm. it that day. And, you know, as you, you know, as you get closer or as the time goes on, you're like, you know, I really should, I really should say something. I really should. Or you get, you know, and then I, I, the same, you know, would say, why, why did I not say something to her? I go home thinking about it. You know, why did I not, why did I not say anything to her? That was so awesome. I'm never going to see her again. It's a complete stranger. Right. Um, (laughs) But in those moments, I think, uh, is how we can, how we can support each other. Absolutely. Yes. And I've noticed that when I, when I actually made a commitment to do this, when I was like, anytime this comes up, I'm going to be honest about it. And it actually invites the most pleasant interaction. Absolutely. And sometimes from uh, an unlikely source, right, someone exactly. who you may never come across in your daily life or, and, and you see them. And um, again, we talked about the circle of life and I feel, you know, you meet everyone for some reason, no matter if you know it or not. And um, that speaks volumes. You need to, uh, we just need to support each other in that circle. Yes, absolutely. So I love your answer. Um, So my final question today, and again, thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared today. It's been a great time. What advice would you give your younger self? Be happy. I know that that sounds kind of cliche, but uh, truly be happy. Uh, make decisions that will allow you to live your best life. A friend shared with me a meme the other day that said, uh, don't wait for things to get better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise you run out of time. Mm-hmm. And that really struck me. Mm-hmm. You know, something, something could happen tomorrow. We all have these, we all make plans for tomorrow. And mm-hmm. 
that's not always the case. And if you put off today what you should have done, you may not have tomorrow to, to do that. And so I say be happy. I say buy the dress. I say go on the vacation. I say um, do something that challenges you and uh, do something that, that makes your heart happy. That's perfect. I love that. I agree with you completely. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story with us. And uh, I hope that we get to do this again. Absolutely, Andrea. I would love to. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope you got some value out of what you heard today. You can find information about upcoming episodes on Facebook and Instagram at Our Story Speaks. You can also email me at OurStorySpeaks2019 at gmail.com. So please send me an email if you have a story to share with other women. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. I have excellent guests and topics in stores, so please like, share, and subscribe. Send me your feedback and leave comments. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you.